This is the Nomad Futurist Podcast, a podcast about the evolution of technology, society, and transformation. Connect with us, share your thoughts with us at nomadfuturist.com. Let's get this started. Here are Phil and Nabil. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Nomad Futures. This is your co-host, Nabil Mahmoud from Kona, Hawaii. This is your co-host, Philip Koblenz from Montclair, New Jersey. And Sean Farney from the lovely hamlet of McWanago, Wisconsin. And Kamal Farney, son of Sean Farney from the beautiful West Lafayette, Indiana. All right. Well, guys, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. You are our second father-son duo. This is going to be an interesting one for sure. Sean, Saw you out in Hawaii. Great seeing you in person. It's been a, it's been a while. I'm glad we got past the COVID debacle, or at least to some degree. Well, let's start with you. What do you do? What are you up to these days? Well, I like to say I'm a I'm a data center nerd, but most of your guests can probably say that I am I'm in JLL and I do business development. But what I really do is develop the the, the data center products and services. So we do everything from from find you digital dirt to run your data center to help you retrofit it or, or dispose of it. Um, and we're putting some really exciting new AI powered facility management products into play and. Kyle and I were, were driving up to a snowmobile trip a few weeks ago, way up north Wisconsin, and we, we spent a few hours with our friend uh, Chad GPT, asking it how we could use AI to run data centers better, which was like this cool, like, kind of ironic juxtaposition of, of cool things. Who better, who better to ask about AI than AI? That's right. Right. I think it became a, a sentient being at that at very moment. But uh, so I love data center stuff, been in the space a long time, but built them, run them, I run a data center company and yeah, data center nerd in all kinds of different ways. And it's great to get out on the road and, and see folks like yourself out of the various conferences and speak in panels and write content books and all that type of thing. So I'm a data centers are, are near and dear to my heart. That's what I do. Well, thank you very much. And I think, Sean, you went a little bit too humble on your introduction. Sean is also an adjunct professor and instructor at Northwestern University. He's got a very strong background. He's been with organizations like Rockwell Automation, Kohler, the Boston Consulting Group, and a few others to name along the way. And a little tiny Not to mention the of- huge, huge award display behind him. My God. Oh, he's an exactly. award winning I mean, that's the wall. That's the wall of fame. Amazing. Holy cow. So, okay. I think so I see knows? an Emmy. I think I see an Emmy back there. Is it's that a data Emmy? You're getting the Academy Award? It's a, no, it's a Ken Brill Award. Who knows what a Ken Brill Award is? So for the guy who used to run the Uptime Institute, they used to give out data center awards. That was for the, uh, when I was at Microsoft, we deployed data centers and containers back in the day, 08, 09, that was cutting edge back then. It's so still cutting edge. Yeah, it's still, we're still doing it, strangely enough. Well, at the very least, it's still edge. See it? Yes. See what I, the edge is yeah. here. The edge it's is no, here. It's finally here. It's no, it's no longer cutting edge, it's just the edge. All right, well, Sean, thank you very much for the quick intro, Connell. Let's start with you. Well, of course, you're a son of Sean Barney, the legend. Yeah, I do, I do love the, I did, I did love that Game of Thrones type of introduction. My name is Connell Farney, son of Sean Farney. <laughs> that was the, you know, have to, have to represent where I can. Well, I might not be a adjunct professor at Northwestern, but I'm currently a student at a university, the wonderful Purdue University. Shout out Purdue, boiler up. 
I am a senior there, so I'm almost done. It's a very bittersweet thing. I don't like to talk about it. I might start crying. Four years of college is almost over, and I'm a little bit sad about it, but we'll, we'll get past that. Outside of my student life here at Purdue, I don't have any, you know, tenured professional data center experience or anything, but I have had the, the awesome experience working several different internships and jobs in a bunch of different sectors and industries and in the big technology world doing a little bit of consulting work, some applications engineering, technical product management, engineering project management, some cybersecurity work as well. So all over the board there, the bottom line is I love technology. I love using it. I love working with it. And just as much as I love technology, I also love working with people. So if there's technology involved, if there's people involved, you know, count me in. I'm right there in the inter intersection point without the great people running the technology. It wouldn't work. So that's, that's a little bit more about me. I Eat that, chat GPT. There you <laughs> go. Okay. It's the HI. It's no longer AI. <laughs> All right. Hey, how, how is it? Just out of curiosity, how is it working for Robert Lee? He is a great, great leader. He has really done a wonderful job with the whole Dragos platform, you know, started back in 2016 and where it is today, working for them as a, as an intern now. It's really, really cool. And he's done a lot of great things in the cybersecurity world and industry for education with SANS. And, you know, making a big impact in the world with Drago, it, it's, it's been a great experience. And I'm actually really, really excited to come, come here and talk here at Purdue in about a month in late March. He's coming here to do a keynote talk at a, a big security symposium here. So I'll get to meet him in person in March. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Outstanding. Well, just because of that, we're going to send him an invite to come out to Nomad Futurist as well. Sure. Good. All right. Okay. So Connell. Before we get to know your dad a little bit more, how was it like growing up for Sean? How, how was that, you know, that experience? I mean, I know you were handed off Lego data centers at the age of eight. How, how was it keeping up with your dad? Yeah, so I I owe a lot to, the, to my father in that degree. It was always really cool being able to grow up in a household that always had, you know, the latest, greatest technology and to be surrounded by those resources was something that I will always be thankful for. But yeah, like you said, whether it was Legos or whether it was in the workshop, I was always someone that was a physical builder. I loved to build things and take things apart. I always had that kind of STEM engineering mind. So to have a, to have a dad that was, you know, aligned with me in that aspect really helped carve me and shape me to, to be the person I am today in the technology industry. And so it, it was really, really great for me. It let me, you know, kind of itch, itch that part in my brain that allowed me to develop skills that I could then use in high school and, and, you know, got me here at Purdue learning all the, the cool technology that I am today. So it was, a, it was a really, really great experience and it was everything that I, everything that I hoped for. Outstanding. I mean, I can see in Sean's eye right now, like how proud is he of you? I mean, that's like, if we can capture this moment, I mean, this is it, right? I mean, this is, this is the future you're going to hand off. To See, him. I read that totally differently. I read Sean being proud of himself for creating Connell. Like that, that was, that was all like, where's, where's my award? Well, if it's I, if I was so instrumental, my shelf is lacking. There's a space right there. Great. Right. Huh? I'm yeah. sure I'll get that. Yeah. Out of the decade. I'll get on making the, uh, the hand carved technology. Not did you not get you a 3D printer? What kind of father are you? Where's the 3D printer, man? 
No, it needs to be like one of those ceramic things, you know, they got kids make in kindergarten. Like you can't even tell what it is. It's like a right. it's ceramic and it's got, you know, dad carbon. At least that was, uh, that was ceramic. I, I'm still holding out the candles. My kids went to candle making and it's just, it's kind of, I don't even know what it is. It's crazy, but it's in the drawer. The drawer that has everything in it has one of those weird well, Take them out of the drawer, Phil. You think, <laughs> no, no, I can't. Are you kidding this? It's, 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 it's creepy right. looking. Do you, do you credit your father's, your father's, so I, my father was, is, is, is to this day a jeweler. And I grew up knowing as, as, as cool as that was, you know, shiny, bright side of shiny objects, I could not have gone in a further direction from, from what my father was doing. In fact, like to this day, like I, I, I don't think of jewelry as something like my, to my wife's chagrin. It's just not something that, 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 that I attach a whole lot of greatness to. The, you obviously went towards technology. Do you credit your father for, for that desire to go towards technology? So I definitely, there's definitely credit there. I, I definitely would credit him. I think, I think he did a very, very good job at making sure that I was doing something that I wanted to do with my life as well. It was never, you know, I, I love technology, so you have to, or I work in technology, so you have to, you know. I, I work with data centers. I want you to work with data centers. It was never that. It was more of the bias association of this is really cool work. You know, hey, Connell, this is what I'm working on or come toward this data center with me or, you know, bring your child to work day. I was immersed in this world of technology. And because of that, it gave me this idea of, wow, you know, maybe this is something that I want to do. And it also didn't, you know, it didn't hurt to be looking at these you know, in middle school and high school to be looking at these starting salaries of these people in the technology industry versus someone else in a different industry and going, wow, you know, I can do this and make some pretty good money to it might be something I want to look into. So that was definitely something that was like, hmm, you know, that's a, that's a good benefit of, of technology is you get paid well too. And there's probably a job shortage, no matter what I'm going to go into, because back then it was probably not created yet whatever we were looking at or, or researching at the time. So that's another, another really good benefit there too, as well. How do you have any other siblings? I do. Yes. I have, an, I have a sister, older sister. And she in technology as well, or she chose not to? She's not. She's actually a social worker at a private school in the Milwaukee area. So very opposite of technology. Oh, she's not super, she sounds super selfish. <laughs> look, look, I found Molly made me this though. This is, here's the dad, you know, the King dad. Oh, I love it. Thing that, speaking of ceramics. So. I see the, res- I see the resemblance. Perfect. <laughs> Use other skills. Yes. <laughs> All right. So why did Molly not come into this environment, Sean? Did That's she not get the same exposure as Connell? Radically. No, she got, she got the exact same exposure, radically different wiring and, and personality. You know, Molly was a, from an early age, she was a, a camp counselor, actually right down the road here in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, helping kids out. And that gravitated to that and, and comes you know, around to a teacher and always has been. And that, that was just a natural thing for her and, and what she chose. And she, she chose that, that path. I, with my my not so subtle like Jedi mind trick to to influence without influencing was to 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 show uh, starting salaries to to both the kids while they were in high school and that wasn't a great appeal to Molly she wanted to do something kind of higher higher and better but I I, I think Connell saw some of those numbers and it, it worked out you, screw you know, those kids I'm gonna go into the data center industry 
That's right. That's right. You guys would be <laughs> stunned by how much kids, young adults coming out of a school like Purdue who can code are, are starting at it. It's incredible. The, yeah. the opportunity out there. I was, like, yeah. I was just going to say that, you know, Molly might be doing a drastically different, you know, line of work in a drastically different field, working with drastically different clients and people, but just as important as technology is to us in data centers and whatever it may be, you know, technology is still what's making her school's computer system run. And it's, and all those things are still playing an everyday role more and more every single day. Technology is being absorbed by those young kids that she's helping out at a, at a rate that is unimaginable to what, you know, you know, the, when I was growing up or to when my dad was growing up, you know, it's a completely different landscape now. So just as much as she might differ from me or, you know, my dad's line of work and technology, she still deals with technology on an everyday basis. And it's still a part of her life, just as, just as much as it is, it is ours, you know? Uh, I think it's an incredibly important point, you know, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the self-awareness that, that, that you're showing just by, you know, recognizing that everyone is so reliant upon technology that, and and the exposure that you got with your dad, recognizing that we are essentially the enablers of of that technology, is it's incredibly respected. Yeah, yeah I think it, Connell, you fit the Connell. I'll I'll just say this: you fit the mold Phil and I set forth as far as our foundation and the whole initiative is concerned. I mean, you are so far don't know you that well. By the last ten minutes, you so far are set forth the right tone of what we are looking to do for the next generation. Yeah. The, the convergence of, of culture and technology over time, I am fascinated by this because my generation and the BL and so as well, like we, we were, we were not digital natives. We were digital builders. We, we built this stuff. I, you know, I, I ran token ring cable and Apple talk and built servers and data centers, but yeah, we didn't have email growing up. We didn't have internet. It, we, we literally were the generation that built that, but. Um, Molly, forthcoming generations, they're digital natives. They grow up with it. They know it. It's it's infused in their culture and their being. So to Connell's point, yeah, part of life, there, there's no occupation or company or value stream that doesn't include tech now. And I feel very blessed to have been part of that building uh, of that. And, it, and it's interesting. I'm, I'm the first party in three generations to not be a be an electrician or electrical contractor. So. You know, Farney's built the Sears Tower in Chicago and McCormick Place in Chicago. And 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 so I kind of get a little bit of a hard time from the family for that. But I like to say that me and O'Connell, uh, we're you know, 21st century electricians. This is the next iteration of building infrastructure. You know, the internet is the, is the electricity of 21st century. So it's it's that over time and technology is fascinating to me. Well, I think what's, uh, what's... one utility to another. Yeah, they, I mean, what, one thing that's that that I think is an important point, and and when you have this kind of multi generational exposure to technology, which is really difficult to, to capture, typically, you know, on a podcast like this, you have the recognition that, uh, you know, with with Connell's generation and and the kids that that are growing up with access to technology in a matter of fact way, they're you know the the the, the foundational elements of it, the stuff that we built because we had no, we were just at the right place at the right time. When this stuff came up, you know, it's, it's obfuscated to them because it's just, you know, it's magic. It just works. You know, what we talked about when we talk about this all the time, you know, my kids are 10 and six 
So they're future Connell. And, and, you know, they are learning in school how Google Classroom works and, and they're using all these tools that they, they end up using, you know, much more capably than, than we do. I mean, they're, they're, they're the way they were using an iPad before they were able to talk was, was, was really, it was amazing. Uh, but they never, they never had to learn and there's no, you know, foundational training about why all that technology works. So when the internet goes down, they turn into Neanderthals, just banging on the thing, trying to make it work. And that's, you know, that, 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 that connective tissue that is like you being, you know, us collectively being the generation that straddled that before digital era and now, and, and that's the, our goal is to try to essentially like do to the youth what, what Connell had the exposure to by being in a household with someone that, that essentially built the underlying infrastructure that, that powers our digital world. So it's a, it's a, it's a really unique way to kind of connect the world and, and, and explain it. So Sean, I've got a question for you, you know, from, from what you just saw that you you come from a background of electricians, right? Electrical organizations, so on and so forth. Looking at your profile, I mean, you've got, you started your career in education and philosophy. Share, 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 I mean, that, that, that's kind of very interesting. I mean, electrical electricians to philosophy and education to data centers. I mean, that, that whole journey, what was it like? Yeah, I was shocked that I got to where I am today. But back in the 80s, to, to date myself. 1980s, Connell, not 1880s. Stop looking that way. <laughs> we did back, have a you did. Back in the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you kid. So in the 80s, like if you, so I was fascinated by computers, right? You know, this was, you know, 1980, TRS-80, loading data with a cassette tape. I mean, this is dark ages of technology, but it fascinated me and, you know, computers in high school was a, was a mainframe, but I thought it was just so cool. And I, and it was, it, it blew me away and I wanted to, to play with it and study it. But it, it, in, in the eighties, at the college level, there wasn't that, there wasn't the, the plugging and connecting and figuring out and breaking and fixing. So philosophy kind of, it was just a kind of a, a default major to pick something because that's kind of fun learning how to think and the, the history of thought. But Every year I worked in the computer lab at Miami University, my, my undergrad university, and just was, again, plugging in Apple Talk and Token Ring and integrating Macs and, and Next boxes, if anyone remembers those, along with front-end controllers and, and original IBM PC stuff. So it was fascinating, it, it, but it, what I wanted to do and study just didn't exist yet. So, so I, I did the philosophy thing, and then my first job out of school was computer sales, selling Macs in 1993. And then from there, it was this path that just led through sales and then tech support, tech consulting, first startup, got into servers. I was a you know, hotshot Novell CNE, really want to date myself to go way, way back. And then got into networks and built, built ATM lands forever ago, which then switching came along. And so just got into it, just like to play and like to connect. And again, kind of extending the electrician metaphor, like to plug cables in to make them longer and broader and do cool things with them. And that's what, in the early days, that's what it was. You were literally plugging stuff in, bridging, and then switching networks and then routing networks. And, and I did all that stuff, server search, and Cisco search and, and all that type of thing. 
and got my first big break in, in 08. The guy I used to work with, Mike Manos, mentioned him earlier, called me, he was running the data center program at Microsoft and was hired to finish construction of what at that time was a big facility, 120 megawatts, with the containers. And I jumped on and did that and then ran it. And, and that was kind of how I fell in love with the space. It was the, the co-mingling of mechanical and electrical and network and bits and bytes and cool stuff and and operations at massive scale. And uh, Microsoft did a, a, a trading firm data center startup in Chicago, started and ran an edge data center company 10 years ago before. That was a thing and have done a lot of digital transformation work yeah. and most recently with Kohler and now JLL. So uh, really uh, and lucky to be in such a growing and exciting space and have some of those scars and gray hairs from crawling around and doing and plugging and building and ripping apart, which has really helped seed this perspective. And it's just a blast. I have fun every day doing it. And it's just really rewarding to see now that the next generation doing this stuff and the you know stuff they're studying. I, that's, that's what I wish I had, you know, what Kyle was doing with AI and machine learning and building robots and like all this like super cool stuff I would have just loved to do. It's yeah, still time well, to go back to school, Sean. You can, you can still experience it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm good. I got my master's. I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> I do want to add, though, I, I don't want to sit here and, and listen to you, Dad, downplay the importance of something like, you know, liberal arts in school. Because as important as everything that I said is with technology and, and being in that computer lab, unplugging stuff and building things and coding, that's all great. But in today's world more than ever, someone is only going to be successful in the technology industry if they know people as well. You have to know people. You have to understand people. There, there's someone behind that computer. There's someone running that data center. There's someone, you know, in that back end designing that website. And just as important it is to, to look at that piece of Python code or JavaScript and say, I understand this. You have to look at that developer and say, I understand you. You have to know people and a lot of the times that a lot of schools and programs, you're not getting that social technical balance. Lucky enough, Purdue has allowed me to kind of design my own degree. So along with, you know, a computer and information technology major, I'm also getting a business management minor. So I'm getting exposure to leadership courses, to entrepreneurship classes, to social situations that someone who might be spending all their time in a computer lab isn't typically getting. What does that do? That opens you up. That allows you to build a personal brand. That allows you to talk about technology. It allows you to make technology more ingestible for everyone around you and make the world a better place. You're going to sell. This was so good. This is like perfectly scripted. I mean, the next thing I was going to talk about was the human intelligence piece. And there you go, Connell. Gosh, Bill. Let's just hire Connell as to be one of our millennial uh, ambassadors. I, 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 I can just. I'll just leave myself on mute. That's fine. This is the easiest <laughs> interview I've ever had to give. I think the, we, we say this all the time, you know, I, when, when, when you're running any business really, but it's, it's as true for data center businesses as it is for anything else. Um, a, a huge portion of what you do is psychology. It's, you know, how you talk to a customer, how you talk to a vendor, how you talk to, to, to an employee and, and a coworker. So point taken, no doubt that, that, you know, I think if, if somebody came to me and said, you know, I, we, we talk to a lot of people that are, 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 fully into, you know, get, getting straight into the trades, trades into, into the data center. And it's a great pathway. And there's no question that it is. And there's a shortage of, of, you know, trade people that are specific to our industry. 
But if somebody asks me what the value of a college education is, I don't necessarily talk about course load and coursework because so much of what I did, I graduated college and at the turn of the century, as they say, in the year 2000. And, you know, I, I don't think that I can point to a, a single piece of coursework that, that, that I leverage specifically in my, in my day-to-day interaction, but the social interactions that, that I learned by, you know, being on my own and, and, and dealing with kind of getting through school and, and all that were so much more valuable and, 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 and usable in, in a day-to-day that I think the social element of school, whether you're picking that up through being a philosophy major or, or taking courses, you know, outside of, you know, maybe, maybe your, your, your major or, or engineering or whatever, but just the social interaction that you have on a college campus, being on your own, being given that, that kind of runway and at least is so infinitely more valuable than, than any specific piece of coursework that I think, you know, what, what, what you said resonates entirely for that reason. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Tom will be the first one to tell you that his uh, tenure as, as president of his fraternity probably was most bit more valuable than any class he, uh, he took there at Purdue. And that was even obvious from. From the from the outside, and and it's funny. You know, back back in the olden days, the computer stuff was all just pure nerdery and geekery, right? And that's all it was. It was off in a corner in a closet, and wasn't cool. And and now it is cool, and it's forefront to everyone's value prop. Now it's great. now it's redundantly cool. <laughs> yeah. It's two end cool. Right. There you go. Wow, spoken like a nerd. That's a dad joke. That was a that was a dad joke. Connell, you don't understand this yet, but eventually your jokes get really cheesy. It's just part oh, of he, it. He, you know, he's lost firsthand. I'm but you sure. think it's not going to happen to you, and it, it totally won't happen to you. you. So, Sean, nineteen ninety three, you start working for Apple. You're starting to sell Apple computers. I mean, that wasn't even a brand back then. Leap that was of fruit. Yeah, I had my first computer was a Macintosh, an SE with external, not even a hard drive, just two floppy drives. So I just happened to know Macs, right? And that was, it was so different that graphical user interface was radical in the late eighties, early nineties. It was a big deal. And I thought it was just such a cool thing how we can, you know, in, in high school, you know, doing like assembler in COBOL and then Fast forward to college and you've got this graphical user interface. And I just knew like, wow, this is, this is the thing. Like we, our world, this is going to be taken over. It's going to be running the world. And here we are years later. And that's scary to, to the extent that that is true now. But it was, that, that's how I got, yeah, that was the origin story. I, I, I got a Mac as my first computer, had it in my dorm room. And then my first job was, was selling them. You imagine how quickly Connell would fall asleep if he started, exactly. if he turned on that computer and started using it? I'm sure that Mac is extremely similar, similar to the, the MacBook Pro next to me with the M2 chip in it. I bet you the processing power, I think, I think, I think if you, if you have a calculator outside of you for like just a regular standalone calculator, it's probably closer in processing power to the calculator in your desk drawer. I have a slide. I use a, there's a slide I use in a lecture, which shows the advancement of. He both. still uses a slide. Yeah, I do. I have a slide for a lecture and, and it shows. The increase over time from my first computer to today's computer in processing power in memory, and it's it's orders of magnitude. It's amazing. It's like a, a Moore's Law chart, right? Just to show in one generation what's happened to tech and its impact on the world. It's really cool. But that thing is what's missing. That wonderment is what's missing. And it's difficult. Like, hey, look, you look through 
Connell, with through your life, you know, you had, you know, when you when when you were born, what year were you born? Two thousand one. Two thousand one. All right. So what what the the year the first iPhone came out when you were what five years old, uh, six years old, right? So the first iPhone to now is drastically, you know, but it's not nearly, it's not close to as drastically different as the computer that your dad started using that made him like fascinated with the idea of computing and what you use today as a computer. And I think that that gap is what is missing from trying to engage like the, the younger folks in that excitement about what we do. Because it's, it's difficult if you think about it from like iPhone 12 to iPhone 13 to iPhone 14. These are fairly nominal changes. And yes, the camera is better and, and et cetera, et cetera. But what we have seen in our generation from like a computer being a maybe a word processing device to, you know, what you think about as compute now is it's difficult to articulate. And, and I think if you experience it, you got so excited by it that you just wanted to do this for a living. And I think our goal with the Nomad Futurist Foundation, with the podcast, with what we're trying to do, is it was we're trying to inject that excitement so that people get, like, understand why we're just starting. I mean, we're fairly, this industry is, is a, only a little bit older than you. So it's, it's, we're just getting started. It's crazy. Yeah, and of course, you know, Sean's going to put a slide out, totally age us, Phil. Yeah, it's <laughs> look at that thing. Look at that thing. I would, by the I let the record show. I was born in 1978, in the middle of the year. So when that TRS-80 was out, I, I was I was still sucking my thumb. I mean, I still suck my thumb now, but for other reasons. I was programming that thing in 1978. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Connell, knowing what you know today, and having gone through some. Absolute phenomenal. This is what it sounds like. What your, what are your aspirations? What are you looking forward to doing in the upcoming five to 10 years? That is a great question that I wish I had a, a great answer for, but I really don't. Like, like I said earlier, I want to be working with people in technology. One thing that I could definitely see myself doing, you know, outside of the typical, you know, I want to start my own company, run my own company, entrepreneurship answer is I, I've taken a recent interest in possibly venture capital um, just because I feel like venture capital, especially when you center that in the technology world, there's so many cool technology companies and there's so many cool, smart people out there that are starting these companies and, and innovating technology to the next big thing. I think it would be really, really cool to work with those people and to be there in the early stages of their development, whether it's the company or the person or the technology, I could see myself doing something like that. I could see myself in the data center industry. I could see myself in the semiconductor industry. I could see myself in the cybersecurity. Industry. There's so many different paths that I could see myself. In. But the bottom line is I want to help people and I want to be in a world and a room full of technology and full of nerdy people that enjoy talking about technology. You know, I would say he could not have crowd. I mean, you know, I'm I'm gonna question either you're so freaking good, or you prep for this thing forever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could not have actually put it any better than that. I mean, that's absolutely phenomenal. I think that's one of the things that's lacking in the industry, and and even in the next generation, that there's that lack of direction, and yeah, having having that clarity speaks very well for 
your upbringing and, and of course, you know, an immaculate job that Sean has done in giving you the skill set, the knowledge base and the exposure and opportunities to get to where you're at in your career. I'm 100% positive that you're going you're gonna to have a very, very successful career and you're going to be a great contributor in making positive impact for the, the rest of the world and your peers. So, so thank you. You're on the right path. Sean really earned his, his, his creepy looking for. I will, I will, bra- I'll be the, I'll be the, the, the proud papa and, and brag because Donald didn't <clears throat> brag on himself, but he, he accepted and I was extremely envious of this position. He was, he, he is a, and has been a senior who accepted a full-time job offer like months ago. He, he's going to work for ARM, which is a, a, a semiconductor chip manufacturer. He, he was interning with them last summer in, in Austin. No wonder he's so relaxed. Right. He has a job. He's, He's, right. he's a college student. He's got a job. You don't even need to pass. Just flunk out. Who cares? You got the job. What difference does it make? Yeah. All right. So I was Go just going to quick shout out to R. Quick shout out to Purdue. Obviously, R. Dragos, who I'm interning for right now. All great companies. But does Dragos know that you're going to ARM? They we do. Can, yeah. no? Okay. All right. Damn it. Yeah. Um, controversy. No. It, all, all great companies. And another little connection to ARM there, Austin, Texas was there this past summer. Amazing place. Highly recommend Texas, specifically Austin to anybody. It's a little bit the home, the home, the home of weirdos. It is a home of weirdos, but it's also a home of awesome technology and great food. And, and, and it's the home of, it's the home of DCAC. So Connor will get probably his first taste of the data center conference a little bit later. Oh, there you go. It's also, so, it's also so the home of data center world. Beal and I will be, and the Beal and I will be forming. I guess performing is not there. Talking. Talking. Right. Sean, I mean, you've done an absolutely phenomenal job. I mean, I typically ask the question, what would you do differently? Well, it doesn't really sound like that there's anything different that you can do either for yourself or for Connell. I mean, you've done a phenomenal, phenomenal job. So thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank you, guys. This is a wonderful thing you do. And and, and I like I like the openness and the discussion. And, and again, going back to the foundation, what you're doing for the industry, that this, you need more of this type of thing. And it's, it's just wonderful. Yes, thank you guys. Outstanding. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. This has been absolutely phenomenal. Sean, thank you again for what you have done and continue to do. Connell, welcome to the industry and look forward to seeing you grow within the industry and being one of our advocates. For sure. Thank you so much. We'll see you on the road, guys. A great day. Bye-bye. This has been great. Nothing lasts forever. Markets will come back. Currencies will rebound. Businesses will go on and we'll all move on. That could happen next week, next month, or next year. I'm confident that those who prepare rather than panic will come out of this stronger. Thank you for joining us. This has been brought to you by Nomad Futurist. Check us online at nomadfuturist.com.